0: This morning, if you would open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verses 2. How many of you started off the year uh, with a New Year's resolution? Anybody in the house? A couple of you? Okay. And how many of you guys have stayed on track with your resolutions? Nobody. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I guess that proves my point. Do you want to know why your resolutions are so hard To keep, even when you start out the year, determined and ready to do anything and tackle anything. I saw a quote and it said, a resolution without a routine is like a Lamborghini without fuel. They look awesome, but they won't get you anywhere. Resolutions without routines are like Lamborghinis without fuel. They may look impressive, but they won't get you anywhere. And I know we have goals and we have ambitions to be all that God wants us to be, but you have to realize that your intentions cannot change what routines have created. And determination cannot change a condition that decisions have created. And you cannot believe your way out of problems that were created by patterns of behavior. Amen? And so Romans 12, verses 2 in the NIV Says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. And so this morning I want to call this message Breaking the Pattern. Breaking the Pattern. I want to talk to you for a little while on breaking the pattern of this world in your life and replacing it with God's pattern, his good, pleasing, and perfect pattern. Amen. Jesus, I pray that you would anoint your word this morning, Lord God, that you would speak through me. God, open up our hearts and help us to receive it this morning. God, help us break the bad patterns in our life, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. How many know that the world that we live in today is full of patterns. You might not always notice it, but my wife and I took the kids to the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago and they had this exhibit there about patterns and it was showing how all of these things in nature, like uh, the design on the screen that she's going to put up, of a leaf or a flower. They all have the same pattern. It's called the golden ratio which is a specific number, approximately 1.618, defining a relationship between two numbers that when detected in visible objects is associated with being pleasing to the eye. So basically, in other words, it's something that looks proportional. And it's used in artwork and in architecture. And da Vinci even used it when he made a painting of The Last Supper, as you can see on the screen here. And uh, you will see all the key dimensions of the room, the table, and um, all of the different objects in the, in the room. It's all based on this golden ratio. And even um, the Parthenon, Parthenon, I think that's how you say it, Parthenon? Parthenon in Athens, there we go. Um, they even uses the golden ratio. And you see, there is a pattern, and there are many other different kinds of patterns that you will find in this world, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad. So this morning, that's what we're going to talk about. John 15, verses 1, says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. And no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. And if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. In this passage of scripture, if you didn't notice the pattern... It's remain. You see, we are learning that you cannot reach unless you remain. You cannot reach like a tree can't reach unless you are planted and your roots are deep. And throughout this passage, you will see that God continues to say, Remain, remain, remain in me. Because you see, the faith to step out is worthless without the faithfulness to stick it out. Amen? Amen? And I'm sure you have seen those who are always stepping out in faith and they're stepping out in faith doing this. And, but you have, to, you have to have something to stand on once you step out. And so faith, the faith to step out is worthless if you do not have the, the faithfulness, the faithful spirit to stick it out. And Jesus is describing in John 15 a pattern and he is also describing the purpose of pain in our lives. And he says, pain is not pointless if you remain in me and your pain will not be pointless and I don't know about you but I don't mind some pain but I hate pointless pain right. Right. you know you know how the saying is no pain no gain and if I am not gaining anything I do not want the pain right and I can go to work I can go work out knowing that in the morning I might be in some pain but it doesn't really bother me because I know that it was to make me stronger and if there's some purpose to the pain, it is going to make me stronger and I can stick it out. And that is what Jesus is saying. He is saying, I want to grow fruit inside of you. I want your life to grow fruit for those around you, but you've got to understand the pattern. And you could, you could say that Jesus is describing an agricultural pattern, but he is also describing a spiritual pattern. A pattern by which our lives produce and then are pruned through circumstances and through emotional challenges, through certain times when God may have to correct us, and, th- and through seasons of waiting, he is saying in those times, you are being tested, you are being tried, but ultimately you are being pruned, and so that you can produce again. So produce and prune. And so when I was first reading this passage, I thought to myself of this nice little gardener, just clearing out all the mess in our lives, getting rid of all the weeds so that we wouldn't suffocate, you know. And uh, do we have any gardeners in the house this morning? No? (laughs) I know my wife is a gardener, but she's not in the room right now. And uh, so when I think of a gardener, I think of these sweet little ladies like my wife, who are gentle and kind-hearted and those that turn messes into beautiful things. And so God is comparing himself to this gardener and then... Right there in verse two, as I was thinking of this nice gardener, he says, "He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit." And I'm like, "Ouch!" That sounds like it hurts. And, um, and why not just cut back the weeds so that I won't suffocate and, and, and so I can begin to begin to produce again? But as gardeners, you would know, if you're a gardener, that some things have to be completely cut off. Or it will consume and it will kill the whole plant. Amen. And so if you do not let God prune you and get rid of these things in your life that are not good for you, you could literally suffocate and die spiritually. And I know that some of you can relate. After coming to God, you realize that you needed to change the friends that you had and and the people that you were hanging out with. And there were some behaviors and some things that, that you do not participate anymore. Why? Because you let God prune you spiritually and you let Him work on your heart. And so this year, as we focus on being wholehearted in everything that we do, would you just allow God to prune you and to get rid of the branches in your life that do not bear any fruit? Amen. I know the pruning process can be painful and it's hard, but I guarantee you that if you follow God's pattern, you will not only bear his fruit, you will be much more satisfied in life. Amen. Can I get a witness. Amen. Amen. Does anybody besides Seth and and Rolly know how to solve a Rubik's Cube in here? Nobody again. (laughs) Boy, this is a tough crowd. Well, has anybody tried to solve them? Tried. Tried and failed, right? They are super complicated, and I've tried, and I've messed around with them for a long time, and I, I can barely get one side done, far less all six of them. And I've seen people solve it blindfolded. I even saw a video of a guy juggling 3 of them at the same time and he, and he and he solved all 3 of them at the same time in 60 seconds while juggling. Wow. How? Because there's a pattern. And you see if you learn the patterns, you can solve it in minutes. But if you do not know the patterns, you can spend hours on it getting frustrated because you are getting nowhere very quickly. And I think if we could just figure out the patterns in our life, we could fix the problems that we face in minutes versus spending hours and days and maybe even years trying to figure it out on our own. And I think Jesus in John 15 is trying to get his disciples to understand a pattern because he is about to be crucified and it's about to look like he just lost. And so I guess we can say that this pruning process happens to Jesus himself. And, and as he says, nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. He, he, he wants the disciples to know that life sometimes seems random and I know that life seems to throw you in all of these different directions but there is a pattern and, amen tell someone next to you there is a pattern there is a pattern and in my opening text the apostle Paul is trying to get the people to get the believers to see this pattern and he sees them going this way and that way and they're chasing fruit and eating goats and all of these philosophies and beliefs and he stops them and says you know there is a pattern There's a pattern to this world, and he says, in fact, let me break it down for you. Do not conform, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. You will be able to fix the problem easily if you could ever just recognize the pattern. And there's a pattern, and Paul says that, the world isn't the problem. You see, he, he, he loves the world. And in fact, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And it's not the world that's the problem. It's the pattern of this world. <laughs> And it's how this world thinks, it's how this world speaks, it's what this world is chasing after and you see there is a problem with the world's pattern and if you do not break the pattern in your life you will spend your whole life trying to solve that Rubik's Cube, chasing after sex and chasing after highs and chasing affirmation and pleasure and and material gain and other successes, never realizing that there is a pattern. There's a pattern, and so life doesn't seem so random anymore when you begin to perceive the pattern. But if you never perceive the pattern, you will experience life as a series of unrelated problems. But everything is produced by a pattern, and so you have a problem over here and, and a problem over there and a problem with this person and that person, and you have problems with your kids and and problem with your career and problem after problem after problem. But I want to show you today that maybe All of those problems are the result of one pattern. And if you can perceive the pattern, you can address the problem. You see, I can observe your patterns in your life, and I can probably predict your problems. You see, because life isn't as random as we think it is. Yes, life happens sometimes, and there are things that none of us can explain, but the majority of our problems in our life are the result of bad patterns. Now there are some good patterns. There are good patterns in the Bible, and there's good fashion patterns. There's bad fashion patterns. There's uh, design patterns, weather patterns, traffic patterns. I was researching all the patterns. Textile patterns, computers, there's coding patterns, musical patterns. The musicians up here, they don't memorize the whole song, they memorize patterns. There's a chorus that follows a pattern. There's a bridge that follows a pattern, and there may be other patterns, but what they are really looking at when they look at the song as a series of patterns. There's sleep patterns, there's patterns in math, your brain has patterns. Your brain is made up of neurons and, 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 uh, and, and nerve endings, and they send signals uh, with the synapses, and, and they create these neural pathways in your brain. And when you, find, when you first start doing something, those neural pathways are weak because they do not know exactly how to accomplish the task that's at hand. And and that is why you had to concentrate when you first started to learn how to swim or started to learn how to do simple things. And some of you still don't know how to swim, but (laughs) for many of us, we can just jump in the water and not even think about it, right? And that's why you first had to memorize how to get to work. Now, there are times, I know I'm not the only one that's done this, but have you ever been driving home or maybe... Uh, to work or some other route that you go frequently and you get there and you're like "Uh, How did I get here? I don't even remember driving You see you don't necessarily remember how you got there, but it was those neural pathways in your brain It was the pattern in your brain and it told it when to turn and when to look out for traffic and 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 now you do not even have to think about how to get back home your mind can be focused on something completely different because your brain knows the pattern. And just like how you can get home without thinking about it, our brain will respond to different situations because of the patterns that we have taught it. And if something makes you upset easily, if someone cuts you off in traffic, your pattern of behavior will come out because you do not even have to think about how to respond because of the patterns that you've created. And the way we respond and the way that we handle situations in our life are a lot of times not even conscience. It's just a pattern. It's just a pattern. And if we look at the Bible, it's interesting because long before we had neuroscientists telling us about patterns in our brains, Scripture was telling us about some patterns. 2 Timothy 1, verse 13, Paul is trying to teach Timothy to be a good minister. And he says... What you heard from me, keep as the what? The pattern. pattern. You see, he is trying to teach him so that the gospel continues to go forth. And he is saying there is a pattern that you have to keep. You can't just get up and preach whatever you want and expect God to bless it. You can't just preach believing in Jesus is all that you have to do in order to be saved because that is not the pattern in the Bible. Amen. And I am so thankful that I go to a church that preaches and teaches the pattern that Paul is referring to in this passage. There is a pattern and you cannot disregard what came before you because there is a pattern. And I feel like sometimes the problem with us is we want to forget about the value of the past and think they they do not matter. And we want to get rid of the things that make a country great and a country gets weakened when it disregards the pattern that it was built on. And you see, we've seen that more and more here in America. We were built on godly principles and godly values. And we have seen this country get more and more corrupt as they churn from the pattern that this country was built on. And we, went, we want to progress so far and advance so far. And we think that we are so much smarter than everyone who came before us. But Paul was saying sometimes you have to keep the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. It's a pattern. It's a pattern and here's here's another pattern. Romans 5 verse 14. Nevertheless death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses even over those who did not sin by breaking a command. As did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. You see Adam was the first man. And that is what Adam means. It means the man. But he wasn't a man He didn't even act like a man. In fact, you know the story already. He let his wife talk him into ruining humanity. And so what we hate about Adam is he is a bad pattern because he sinned. And we all sin. The problem was the pattern. And so a child who is now born into this world is already born with a sinful pattern. You see, it was a bad pattern, and there are many churches in America today, and if, it, if the pattern isn't correct of that church, then they're going to reproduce a perversion of the pattern that is only going to get farther and farther and farther from the truth. And I'm so glad that we do not look to another religion or another denomination for the pattern, but we look back to the original pattern of the first New Testament church, which is found in the book of Acts. Amen? Amen. And. It, in in a family there there are generational patterns the problem's a lot of times is that you are fighting the same devil that your great 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 grandfather was fighting the same devil and the problem may look different in this day and age but it is the same pattern the same impulses the same habits the same addictions it's the same Pattern And the problem is the pattern, the problem is Adam. The problem goes back to the beginning of humanity. The problem starts with the pattern. And so Hebrews 8 verses 5 through 6, the writer says they serve, talking about the Old Testament priests, they serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. And this is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. You see, God showed Moses what to build, and he revealed to him what to build. And he said, as you are building it, it's a copy of what is in heaven. So make sure you are building it according to to pattern. And I wonder if he wouldn't say the same thing to us about the lives that we are building according to his word. See to it that you build it according to the pattern, because if you get off the pattern that is different from God's, you may break the pattern, but the pattern is eventually going to break you. How many know that there are patterns in math? Math has patterns, and some of you remember in school, they would teach you patterns in math so that you could go on to bigger problems and break harder patterns. And how many know that life is a lot like these math patterns? And as we solve harder patterns, we continue to grow and we continue to learn more. Take, for instance, in math, in a mathematical equation, 111 times 6. That is the problem. And so 111 times 6 equals 666, right? And that's called the product. But the pattern, or the problem is a pattern. It's 111 and 111 six times. And I know you already know this, but I'm going somewhere with it, so hold on. So the problem is a pattern, and so 111 plus 111 plus 111 plus 111, 111, 111 is 666. That is called the product. Now 666 isn't usually the kind of number that you would want to come up with, am I right? But if you had the problem of 111 six times, that's the problem. And on the other side of the equation is the product, which is the answer. How many are you following what I'm saying? Okay. So if you don't like the product, you have to change the pattern. And, and see, this is so critical because some of us do not like what we are getting in our life, and we do not like the way our relationships are, and we don't like the way our bodies look and the way that our bodies feel, and we don't like the way that we're going running from this thing to that thing, and we don't like the way our lives are constantly feeling empty. And that is the product, 666. So if you don't like the, that product... You can hate the product all you want. You can stare at the product. You can study the product. But that's not going to change the product. Because the problem is not the product. The problem is the pattern. And now we have all of the excuses in the world. And so often we want to blame the trees of the fruit that is not there. We want to blame God for the blessings that he didn't give and we want to blame people for the opportunities that they didn't let us have and we want to blame circumstances for the way that things are and we want to blame genetics for the reason that we are kind of fat. I'm preaching. Yeah, I know. I'm starting to feel it. So, starting to watch on that. But we have all these problems and and all these problems, but I want to tell you this morning that the problem is not what they did to you or, or what they said to you, what they didn't do for you. The problem is the pattern of your response. It's, it's the pattern, and you have to break the pattern. You have to change the pattern. You see, amen. If, 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 if we were to put a, another 111 one more time, and now we have 111 times 7, that equals 777. That's a good product, right, man? Amen. That's a much better product than 666, but you cannot change the product if you do not change the pattern. You cannot change your relationships if you do not start being kinder. You cannot change the way that people are responding to you if you do not start sowing good seed. You cannot change the way that your kids act if you don't start sowing some behavioral discipline and some TLC and some encouragement. And you cannot change the way that your career is going if you do not start changing your work ethic and your work habits and your inner relationships You cannot change your wisdom unless you change your input because the problem is the pattern and you have to break the pattern in your life. And now I I see, you see what the devil will do because we do not perceive the problem. or We do not perceive this pattern. We perceive the problem. Everybody sees the problem. That's the easy part. But that's not going to help you to change the product. It won't help you change your life. Anybody can perceive problems. But the ability to perceive the pattern beneath the problem could literally change everything. And so the enemy will do this. He will will take a pattern in your life and he will try to get you to think a changeable pattern is a permanent pattern. And it's a permanent problem. Okay, and so this is what our minds will do. This is where we mess up because this is, where, this is where it all goes wrong. The problem is the pattern. But let's say you make a statement like, I'm not a morning person. Anybody, anybody say that? Well, I do. <laughs> That's why I work third shift, right? <laughs> Those neurons that fire to other neurons and say I was born with something that wants to stay up late. And you know, we make these statements like they are our permanent problems. I'm not a mourning person, but you see, it's not like a personality trait for us. I'm not a mourning person. We didn't inherit that. Well, my parent my, my pattern is I stay up late watching one more episode. I stay up on Facebook until 11.30. I, 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 I think about stressful things all day long. I do not ever pray about anything and give it to God. I worry about everything. I lose my cool with the kids at 9.30. I drink Mountain Dew before I go to bed. I didn't lay out my clothes in the morning. Everything I wore was dirty. I ate a bag of popcorn. And, and so I'm not a morning person. no you have some bad bedtime patterns, amen? And people do it all the time, I'm not a good student. I'm just not a good student. Many of us will say that all through school, so now it's not even just a problem anymore, it's, a, it's like a personality type. I'm just a bad student. Like that's an ethnicity. <laughs> it's, a, it's permanent and I'm, I'm just a bad student. No, you probably have horrible patterns. You have patterns of procrastination. You have bad study habits. Amen? And so we make these big statements about ourselves that are really just a bunch of small decisions that we make in our daily lives. And and we make these patterns very personal. But you are not your patterns. Some of our problems are not the result of of destiny. They are the result of decisions. And we get destiny confused with decisions. We think... Uh, this is, is the way that it's always supposed to be because this is always the way it's, it's been. But I came to tell you, if you would just change the pattern, God will change the product. You are not stuck like this. It doesn't always have to be like this. You could get a new pattern, amen? And if you couldn't get a, a new pattern, Paul wouldn't have said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world because apparently there is something that you can do to break the pattern. We have to change the pattern. We we come to church and we ask God, Lord, change change the product and he's saying, if you would just change the pattern. If you would just change the pattern, the product will change. And, amen. My life is hectic and, and no, you are just always in a hurry. That's the pattern of your life. You so life feels hectic because you're in a hurry. Hurry is your pattern and hectic is your product. I'm disorganized. I don't have energy. I don't like to exercise. We interpret our decisions as our destiny, but everything changes. I said everything changes That the moment that God taps you on the shoulder and says, you know there is a pattern, and you know it's not just random. You you know it's not just fate for you to be this way. You see, we have to begin to learn our own patterns. And if we want to be a mourning person, then we have to break our bad patterns that make us that way. And so, these last couple of weeks, as I was preparing this sermon, I started to pay more attention to the patterns of my life, so that I will not just interpret when things are not going the way that I had planned, that the devil is just attacking me. You see, I feel like, I think we just give the devil way too much credit. It's it's really just a bad pattern. It's really just a bad pattern. It's neurons and neural pathways. There is a devil, but a lot of times it's just a pattern. And so, you see, if we do not like a pro- the product, if you don't like the product in your life, then you have to look back and see the pattern that continues to bring up that product. If you're depressed and you, you are discouraged, you have to pay attention to your patterns because sometimes in this day and age, when everything is all about me with Facebook and, um, and everything's all about you, and you get very discouraged. But if you would break the pattern and go and do something for someone else, it will literally change the pattern. And when the pattern of your day changes, the product of your day changes. And so that at the end of the day, you don't feel discouraged anymore. You might have started the day feeling discouraged. But when, you're, when you find out what is discouraging you and you see the patterns and you turn it around, you will end your day on top and not on bottom because you recognize the pattern. And you see when you speak negatively about others that that will create a pattern of negativity. Amen. A pattern of judgment, a judgment. You know where Jesus said if 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 you judge others, beware or you will be judged yourself. And I always thought um that that was talking about other people judging me if I judge others. But what you will find out if you speak judgmental words and have judgmental thoughts you turn on yourself and you start judging your own self because you started a pattern in your mind of negativity and you will be your own worst enemy. And so you begin to learn patterns. Oh, the reason I feel horrible is, is because I just said three negative things about someone. And, and so you have to learn your patterns. Pay attention to your patterns. It's good to pray and, and pray and ask God to do things in your life, but pray and also pay attention to your own patterns. Don't let prayer become a substitute for your bad patterns. You have to learn your patterns. And if you are always distracted and have a hard time focusing on on the task at hand, learn the pattern, learn what is causing you to be distracted and then remove those things when you need to focus. For me, I was looking at my patterns, my phone can be a huge distraction. And when I need to focus, and I will, put out, I, will, I will pull out my phone or I will get a notification on my phone and instead of doing what I have to do, I interrupt it and check my phone. And so I have to break the pattern. Sometimes when I really need to focus, I will put my phone on silent and put it in another room. You see, and then, and then we make it a personal, we, a personal problem and we are like, I'm just a procrastinator. And again, you do not just get to make that your personality type not if you are a child of God, and not if you have royal blood flowing through you, and not if you are a new creature, like according to 2 Corinthians 5:17, he says, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things become new. You have to learn your patterns. Learn your patterns and create new ones, because if you do not like the product, all you have to do is change the pattern. And some of us uh, might have patterns of self-pity. You have embraced the feeling of being excluded. Patterns of self-pity, immediately taking what someone says or, or doesn't say to you as a personal insult. It's a pattern. And so you have to ask yourself, what is the pattern producing in your life? And do you like it? Do you want to pass it on to your kids? Do you want that to be your legacy? Because... You will have a legacy and it will be your pattern. Parents, this is so eye-opening because we set a pattern for our kids and they will fight with their spouse and and the way they see us interact with us or interact with our spouses. One thing I can remember from when I was a kid is that my sisters would always tell me because they recognized the pattern. And it was powerful because they knew that um, in my family, uh, there's generations of of anger problems. And they knew that my dad's parents had anger problems and and abusive problems. And and they knew that his grandparents had anger problems and abusive problems. And they told me because they saw the pattern, they told me to be careful that I do not continue the pattern. And they recognized at a young age that even with the odds against me that I had the power to break the pattern. Amen? And now I'm not saying that I'm perfect in the area with my temper, but I can guarantee you I have come a long way from, from the generational pattern that was passed down to me. And, and I also have to thank my dad as he, as he broke the pattern of abuse in our family. And I have also seen him over the years still not perfect in the area of his temper, but he has come so far from where he was because he became a new creature like Paul was talking about. And he began to break the pattern, the breaking break the bad patterns in his life. And we have to begin to say that I am not going to pass this pattern on to the, another generation. And some of us need to decide, I am not passing my anger problems. I am not passing my addictions. I am not passing these patterns. I am changing the pattern. I am changed by Jesus. I am changing. Amen. And you, you, can, have, you can have a good heart and, and horrible habits, and, and your heart cannot overpower your bad habits. You have to change the pattern, and I am telling you why we try and try and we still fail. It's because we never saw the pattern. And I saw this movie that came out last year called uh, "The Imitation Game," and it's a movie based on a, on a true story about the mathematician who went in and broke the code that, that the Nazis used, the the Enigma code that helped the Allies win World War II, and it. And it's predicted that he helped win the war two years earlier than it would have lasted, saving, in effect, 14 million lives. And the way he did it is he broke the code. Because enemy communications would go out every morning, but they were so encoded and so embedded And because the enemy was so brilliant that the messages that were being sent to tell the locations of these battleships and the locations and timings of their attacks, it was so encoded that unless you break the pattern, you could never predict the attack. And you know, the devil is so brilliant that he will encode his attacks so that you do not even see it coming. And you and you will think it's just a problem. It's just a circumstance. it's It's just a person. It's just a thing. And you will never see the pattern. But in the movie, the mathematician realized that every morning, the Germans were sending out a communication. And there were three key elements in that communication. Three key elements that they would use and that they... And, and, and so, this mathematician, he built this, uh, this uh, computer, this machine that he, that he had, and he built it, and so he could feed these numbers into this computer, and it broke the code. And once they broke the code, over time, they were able to strategically win the war. Amen? If you can break the code, if you can break the pattern in your life, you will win the war that you are fighting. Amen? Amen? Matthew 4, verses 1 through 10. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. He was probably hangry. And the tempter came into him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him again, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And, and the devil again took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the splendor and all this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Get away from me. And you see, there were three different tests that the enemy put Jesus through. Three different tests before his ministry really began in full force and in, and in power. Three different tests. Check this out. We're about to break the code, okay? We're about to break the pattern that God is explaining in his word. In Romans 12:2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Three different tests and patterns of this world. 1 John 2.16 Do not love the world or anything in the world for everything in the world the pattern of this world that is what the enemy uses to attack you. This is what he uses to make you susceptible. This is what he uses to get you to do the things that you don't want to do anymore. This is what he uses to lure you back into the old ways of life and he says everything in the world can be broken down into these three categories. The lust of the flesh what you feel like doing, the lust of the eyes, what you see, and the pride of life, what you want from God, it comes not from the Father, but from the world. So there's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And so listen, now turn these stones into bread. Jesus had been fasting 40 days. He was hungry, and he felt like eating. His flesh was hungry, and, and the devil tempted him with this lust of the, of the flesh, Turn these stones into bread. Here's all the kingdoms of this world. If you bow down and worship me, lust of the eyes, what you see. And throw yourself off this temple and prove that you are the son of God when the angels come to rescue you. Is that not the pride of life? Are these not the three ways that the enemy is still attacking us today? Is this not the pattern that he perverts God's purpose for your life? But I have good news because Jesus broke the code, amen? Jesus broke the pattern, and he broke the code. He broke the chain, and he changed the game. Hallelujah. He did it. He did it, amen? Amen. And so I'm going to be closing. and, And so if the musicians would come, the problem is the pattern. And the same problem that the devil is trying to use to attack you is the pattern that God is going to use to bless you. Do you understand what I'm saying? The things that the enemy will send in your life to try and destroy you is the same thing that God will use to deliver you. Oh my goodness. This is the part that gets me excited. I thought about Joseph who got thrown in a pit, who was locked in prison, but when he stood before his brother, he said, don't worry. What you meant for evil, God meant for good, for the saving of many lives. Praise God. Praise God. If you would get on your feet and praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Your problem is God's pattern. And Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. What are these things? These are problems. But when Jesus was ministering, he proclaimed the good news to the poor. He went around opening blind eyes. He set the oppressed free. Why? Because our problems became his pattern. And he has anointed me to open the eyes of the blind. That's a problem. But you know, when Jesus was ministering, he went around opening blind eyes. Why? Because our problem became his pattern. Our problem became his pattern. He said he has anointed me to proclaim freedom for the the prisoners. But everywhere Jesus went, people were getting set free. They were getting set free. Some of us are bound by addictions and bound by depressions and bound by thought patterns and bound by discouragement and we are imprisoned by our insecurities but jesus said to he said your problem is my pattern and i came to set you free amen our problem is his pattern praise god somebody praise him in this place Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise Him like you know what it means to see God turn your weakness into your strength and to see your problem as His pattern. Amen. I'm so glad that we serve a God who who can comfort us in all of our troubles. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. And you see, with any problem, there is a pattern. And here is the pattern. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4, He said, In all your troubles. God comforts you so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God amen and we want to break the code this morning we want to break the pattern and if we break the pattern we can win the war and if you can break the pattern if you can identify those patterns Man, it seems like every time this happens in my life, I respond this way. And when I push people away and they get, then I get lonely. And and when I get lonely, then the devil starts to pick on me and and he isolates me. But if you can see the pattern, you can learn how to say to someone in your life, "I'm, I'm hurting right now. I need some help. I need some prayer. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm strong because I am weak and and your problem will become your pattern. I promise you. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that you will leave this place today and all of your problems in life will be fixed. You see, it's not that the battles stop. It's not that the war is over. It's just that now we are going to see the pattern. And we're going to see the pattern for what it is. And and we're going to see the things that used to feel so random to us. And we're going to say, you know there's a pattern here. And we're going to offer our weaknesses to God and say, God, you know this is how I feel. And this is what I think. But God, change my thought patterns. God, I want to think more like you. And that's why I'm going to read more of your word every day because I want to think like you. I I want a new pattern in this. Hallelujah. How many of you want a new pattern? Amen. Amen. The altar is open. A new pattern. Lift your hands in the presence of God. Jesus, we thank you that there is no problem, that you are not the solution to. Lord, we thank you that there is no one in prison and you can, that you cannot set free. Jesus, we thank you that our problem became your pattern, Lord. We thank you for your spirit that is in this place right now, Jesus, that can break any pattern right now to expose patterns. Lord, I pray that you would change our thinking, change our hearts, change our habits, Lord. Help us to break the cycle, break cycles, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.